Hey, welcome to the Big Sky Breakdown. Colter Nuanas, as always, you can find this podcast, SkylineSportsMT.com, one of two Big Sky Breakdowns for the week. Be sure to check out the other one, talking about Montana State's head coaching search, heard from Ty Gregorak, his analysis of the opening at Montana State, and just an overall synopsis of the Choate years, the Jeff Choate years at MSU. Ty Gregorak was on the staff there for three seasons of Jeff Choate's four seasons at the helm, and also some analysis from myself and Brooks Nuanas as well, as far as what the desirable and leading candidates might be for that position. In this Big Sky Breakdown, it's all hoops all the time. Have some good interviews for you this week. The Montana schools are on the road. Montana State plays at Weber State. Montana plays at Portland State. We're going to hear from all four head coaches. In order, we'll hear from Barrett Peary, Portland State, Travis DeCure, Montana, Randy Ray, Weber State, and Danny Sprinkle, Montana State. And we will also hear from Cam Parker, junior guard for the University of Montana men's basketball team. It is the Big Sky Breakdown, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communication. Change is constant, and nowhere is this truer than with your company's network and network security. With an intelligent SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you have a scalable network that quickly connects remote offices and protects your business from downtime. SD-WAN from Blackfoot. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. We go down to the Rangich Brothers RV phone line for our Coach's Corner, presented by Opportunity Bank of Missoula. We welcome in the head coach for the Portland State Vikings, Barrett Peary. And Coach, thanks so much for being with us. I know it's been a crazy year so far, but now we're kind of into the flow, at least a little bit, of the Big Sky Conference season. How's things been for you and your team? You know, flow is a loose word right now, but I guess it, I guess we are in some sort of flow, and I think Travis would probably say, say the same thing. It's just kind of flow has been the hard thing to get a hold of because right when you think things are going normal, there's a cancellation or a pause or all the above. And so uh, we're getting there. You know, ours has been unique. I'm sure you heard, you know, we just finished up our second month or eighth week of basketball period. You know, we didn't even start basketball until Thanksgiving Day. And, you know, we, we, we weren't allowed to do anything all summer long or all fall until Thanksgiving. And so we, f- we feel like it's about uh, November 1st on our calendar, to tell you the truth. But then I look at it, and it's February something. So 12 games into it, two months of basketball, here we go. And, you know, we just took a test. We're waiting to, t- waiting to call Trav and the boys and tell them to get on the bus and get out here and let's go. <laughs> How difficult has it been for your team? Because I know when we talked earlier, when you came on the show during the non-conference, uh, you guys hadn't had a chance to have very many practices, and you sort of were behind the eight ball because of a lot of local and government regulations. So, And you have so many new newcomers on your team as well. So uh, has it been a little bit behind the learning curve to get everybody on the same page? And do you think you guys have made any progress in, in making up for maybe where you were behind? Yeah, we've made great progress, but I, I I would tell you that we felt like every day we've been trying to play catch up a little bit. Just you know, just simply know the guys and know their strengths and weaknesses, and then try to put the team together. Um, I guess I never realized. I thought I knew being cocky and arrogant, but I, I guess I never realized how much gets done all summer long and all fall until you don't have it, and and all the little things that you know, pieces that go into the hole. And so when we started playing, you know, on that Thanksgiving day, that first day of practice, you know, we had four or five days before the first game. So we were throwing the hole in 
without any of the pieces. And so what we've ended up doing is we've we've had to go back and really clean up a lot of the pieces and just get things cleaned up so they could be run right and done right. And again, like I said, you just don't realize how much gets done in the off season until you don't have it. Barrett Peary joining us. He's the head coach for the Portland State Vikings. His team hosts the Montana Grizzlies here this weekend for a double set. And so, Coach, start there. I've, I've asked every coach in the league this because I find it fascinating. What do you think of the back-to-backs against the same opponent? Because it seems as if there's a lot of adjustments that can be made between Thursday and Saturday. Yeah, I think you get the opportunity, win or lose, to make adjustments for sure. I don't know that anybody's ever getting comfortable with it yet. Um you know, we were a part of a weekend way early in the season where we had Weber early on and got got drilled by 30 on Thursday and then one on Saturday. So um, I think adjustments are good, um, and, and you get an opportunity to do that. You know, I think it's scary to win on the first night because then maybe you can have a letdown and have to play that same team again. So I don't know. I, I think it's still a work in progress, and, and coaches would probably say the same thing. They'd like it to be more traditional. I'd much rather be playing Montana and Montana State on a given week as opposed to the same team twice. I, I, don't, I guess just being more of a traditionalist, I just think it's more fun on top of all that. Well, speaking of the University of Montana, they're on their way to you here pretty shortly. I think they're probably about to get on a bus here in a minute. So what do you think of just the matchup overall with the Grizzlies? I know Montana, uh, when you look at the record, has struggled a little bit at 3-5 and five in league play, but they've been in one-possession games in, in all of their five conference losses. So what's your overall evaluation of the Grizzlies? Yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head. They could have a completely different record. They've been in absolute dogfights, um, and some have gone their way and some haven't, as you said. You know, they got a good group. Trav's doing a good job with this team. Obviously, Owens and Stedman have done a great job around the basket. Um, you know, young point guard Whitney has really come on and done a great job for a freshman. I really like him. And then, you know, Josh Vasquez is playing solid and doing exactly what he does. Got guys coming off the bench. And so I think they're finding their identity like a lot of us. And, you know, Trav's trying to, you know, mix in some new players with some returners. Um, and so they're finding themselves a little bit, maybe not shooting the three ball or playing as fast as they have in years past but really finding their identity, you know, and then on top of that, you know, they're really, really good at, at being efficient um, as far as, you know, possessions and and free throws and getting themselves fouled and capitalizing on those, those type of things. So I think they're finding their identity. But, you know, Owens and Stedman are doing a really good job around the basket for sure. It's an interesting fold because Montana has one of the more talented front lines in the league. They can go big. Uh, more than maybe anybody in the league at, when they play certain lineups, but they also have some talented guards as well. But your team has some size as well, and I, I've been really impressed with some of the athletes that you got, uh, a couple guys that have some of the most formidable bodies in the league. So what do you think of that matchup? Do you think you at least have the personnel to match up with Montana in the front court? Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of size and length in this in these games this weekend for sure. You know, our fours and fives and their fours and fives are, are big and long and do things around the rim at a high level. So I think it's a good matchup, you know. And then, like you said, Travis has gone really big at times when he has Bannon playing the three. You know, that that's a big, long team, and, and so they've done a good job on the glass as well. But, yeah, I think both groups have fours and fives that are big and long and experienced and can get stuff done. So, it should be fun to watch that way. Barrett Peary joining us. He's the head coach for the Portland State Vikings. Portland State hosts Montana for two this weekend. 
at the Stott Center. And Coach James Scott, a transfer that's coming to your program, has been really good, one of the best scorers in the league. Uh, so what's that been like? What's the process for him acclimating to your team been like? And what have you thought of his performance so far, uh, being able to score the ball like he has? You know, we put a lot on his shoulders. I knew he was going to be a good player for us. But, you know, when we brought him in, I thought he'd be a wing. But we moved him to the point. So there was an adjustment there for sure. And I think he's still finding his rhythm and, and, and getting comfortable in that spot. And he's doing a good job. You know, and like I told you earlier in the show, um, just getting comfortable, getting guys comfortable in their spots. E- even guys that are experienced good players, you know, like Khalid Thomas, you know, Monty Scott, you know, Amari, all these guys just getting them comfortable in this system and, and, and kind of, you know, like everybody has to do, creating a window and a picture of where guys know they're going to get their shots, where they're going to get their opportunities. And I, I think that's where we're coming along and growing as a team as far as guys just understanding what their roles are and understanding where they're going to get theirs within how we play. Talking to Coach DeCure like we do each week, he's talked about just what it's like to have nine new guys on the roster when you're trying to figure out the chemistry, the, the rotation, and all that. And Montana, I mean, they've had, I think, I think they've had nine different guys that have started games this year, including six of those guys who had never started games with the program before. So that said, it's, it's easy to see yeah. why maybe they've lacked continuity early, but it seems as if also when you're scouting them and breaking them down, you might see a different version of the team each time you look at them. So, I mean, is it tough to scout Montana since they have – played so many different types of lineups and, and iterations of, of guys on the court together? Yeah, it is. And, you know, I would echo, you know, and I agree with Travis wholeheartedly, and I think you see that in the standings, you know. I think you've got the Eastern Washingtons and the Weavers and the Southern Utahs and the Sac States uh, who are much more experienced with more returners. And so I think they have a little bit of a leg up this first half of the Big Sky season. Trav, having nine new guys, I've got 11 new guys. I think that you've seen us both play a lot of different ways and do different things, trying to find what's best, different lineups, different starters, all of that. So, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I think Trav hit the nail on the head, just trying to find a rhythm and find find the guys that click the best. You know, And we're both trying to integrate some freshmen in there too. His freshmen are doing a really good job getting situated you know, and, and understanding their roles. Obviously, Whitney's done a great job and a couple others as well. You led me right into my next question then, Coach. You guys like to put so much pressure on the ball handlers. And Montana, they do have a bunch of guys that are talented but maybe not experienced and have not seen your style before. So is that a, is there an opportunity there for that to be an advantage for Portland State these next couple nights? Well, we need to try to make it for sure. You know, Whitney's done a good job. You know, they got Parker, who's very experienced. He's a local guy right from here. So we know him real well. Um, we need to try to make it hard for sure and, and not let them have easy opportunities and get where they need to be. You know, when when Whitney and Parker get to go wherever they want to go, they can make a lot of plays for themselves as well as well as for others. You know, you see with their assists and their opportunities. So we can't let that happen. we got to do a good job defending them, especially as they handle the ball and try to direct the show. Coach's Corner presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Barrett Peary joining us. And, Coach, we'll get you out of here on this. What's it going to take for your team against Montana? What are the keys for Portland State to get a couple victories this weekend? You know, I think you're going to have some possessions with both teams where it gets slowed down a little bit and grind deep into the shot clock. So I think we're going to have to guard without fouling because Trav's doing a great job with those guys getting to the line and they're capitalizing on it. I think rebounding with all these big bodies on both teams, 
rebounding is going to be be a big deal. Second chance opportunity is going to be a big deal. And then I think those point guards from Montana, you know, we got to do a good job defending them and not letting them get to where they want to be all the time and be comfortable. You know, we have to do a good job with that. And then on our end, we got to find the shots that we're supposed to take and get good shots that way. Barry Peary, Portland State head coach, our coach's corner, presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Coach, best of luck. We'll be tuning in for both the games. Uh, but we hope to, hope to talk to you soon, probably catch up with you sometime before Boise. But either way, hope to see you in Boise. That would be great to watch some live basketball in person. But either way, best of luck this weekend against Montana. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it, brother. Anytime. Question, what's cooler than a painting of Dave Dickinson? Answer, nothing. Well, maybe if that painting is a painting of Dave Dickinson alongside Andy Larson making one of the most famous kicks in Grizz history and Don Reed riding off into the sunset, that is about the only way. In association with our Grizz Greats podcast series, former Grizz wide receiver Ryan Bagley has painted a -a one-of-a-kind custom painting of Dave Dickinson, Andy Larson, and Don Reed commemorating Montana's run to the 1995 National Championship. To check out this sweet piece of art, visit rbagley3. Next up, we'll hear from University of Montana head men's basketball coach Travis DeCure. His team traveling to Portland State to take on the Vikings for a two-game set Thursday and Saturday. Jordan Hansen from the Missoulian, Kyle Hansen from Montana Sports, both joining on the call as well, so you hear questions from them too. We're in a good place. Uh, I, I think we've been playing better each week, um, growing up a little bit. Unfortunately, not showing up on the on the win loss column, column, win column like we would like. Um, but but I think we're doing a better job of finishing some ball games. And if we continue with with the progress, we'll be where we want to be um, for for the the late stretch of conference. Um, anyone can beat anyone. We're seeing that right. Just a lot of splits. Um, you know, with the exception of Montana State, everyone's, you know, got a couple losses here and there, whether it's at home or on the road. Uh, so it'll be exciting to see how this thing finishes up before we get to the conference tournament. And we'd like to, at some point in time, heat up and, and, and find ourselves in the mix. Uh, and I know we're very capable of that. We just start playing that way and performing that way a little more consistently. Obviously, we had some time off last week. So that can be conducive to being fresh and energetic and excited about the opportunity to go out and compete. So guys are ready to go. We had a good couple practices leading up uh, to tomorrow's game, and we're looking forward to an opportunity. Given the time off, Trev, did you get anything extra done? I mean, was it? I know it was disappointing to not play the games, but could you get some work done? Maybe you couldn't get done without having to play games? No, because that, that, that time was spent in isolation. Oh, right, right. So we, we, we weren't in the gym. We, we didn't get extra practices in or anything like that. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think this time of year, what the guys have been through, what all these kids have been through, these young men have been through nationally, uh, it's not a bad time actually to refresh your mind a little bit and uh, maybe hit a reset button. So hopefully we, we were able to do that and can see some positives coming out of it. We're, we're getting to the point now where uh, everybody in the league has had some sort of cancellations well, sort of impact do you think that's had? Because it seems, you know, you, you, sometimes you miss certain teams that maybe are, are teams that could knock certain other teams off. So, I mean, what do you think of just the way that it's impacting the overall uh, standings? I don't know that it's affected the standings, the cancellations, as much as just teams being in and out of rhythm for a lot of reasons. I, I think right now, through the pandemic, 
Uh, it's just the, the circumstances have been advantageous to the teams that refer, return uh, a large nucleus of, of players that were on the floor for them last year or the teams that are just older uh, and more mature and um, or have handled the adversity a lot better than maybe the younger teams. And, and that's what I see nationally, not just in our conference. Last one for me, and I'll let somebody else go. Portland State, they have good size, but also they like to speed you up. They press you. So what do you think of just the overall matchup, given the fact that you do have young guards, but it seems like you guys have some length to maybe match their length up front as well. They excel in chaos. And, and pressure teams, that's what they do. They create chaos and, and put you in unfamiliar territory because if you don't play that style, you really don't have the ability to prepare for it because you can't emulate it in practice. Um, and so they force the turnovers. They create extra opportunities for themselves, whether that's steal, a deflection, uh, or, or an offensive rebound. Um, and it's an adverse situation that you typically aren't in. And so ball handling, extra ball handlers on the floor, I think becomes advantageous to a team like ours playing three guards. Uh, but, you know, it, it also affects our ability to put the length on the floor. And so we'll see, you know, what lineups work the best and who shows up and is ready to compete. Um, but we do have a lot of different um, types of lines we can go to to find advantages uh, versus their style of play. But at the end of the day, we got to play our game, and, and I think we're capable of doing that. Travis, after the Sac State games, just, you know, those being the most recent games, you know, it felt like there were some improvements. You had guys like Eddie and Mac who pretty much had a career weekend trip um, for the two of them. Just what did you like from those last two games? And did you feel maybe you guys turned a little bit of a corner in terms of that growing up and, you know, just seeing what guys can bring to the floor? Um, I, I think we've slowly but surely been turning the corner since our first game. In, in all honesty, I think we've been improving. I think we've been finding new lineups, new rotations, um, guys have been available or not available, right? Robbie Beasley misses early. Um, DJ has missed late. And so guys have different people have had different opportunities, but a lot of that has to do with who we're playing too. You know, and, and Max opportunity, a lot of that had to do with matchups and, and he showed up, right. Um, where we were mentally as a team provided Eddie an opportunity to start. Um, but there were some guys that stepped up and played very well through those circumstances. And so I, I think we'll continue to look at different things until something sticks. But um, yeah, I, I, I do feel like we're turning the corner. I think we have more confidence right now than we had maybe a month ago. And that's the biggest thing for us. You know, you kind of touched on it too, just kind of, you know, no one wants to lose games. You guys were one of seven teams in men's basketball that didn't lose a game and then unfortunately lost the rivalry series. But you know, in maybe looking at a brighter side, did it feel like a nice little refreshment, maybe get a couple days off where people could kind of, you know, take a breather? Is that kind of how you maybe viewed some of that time off? Control what you can control, right? Make the most out of every situation that you're in. And, and I think, yes, that we took the time to hit the reset button because that was really the only option we had. But I think that is a positive because we have a group that has been through a lot. I mean, if you look at, I mean, how many points have we lost by total in conference? And, and so that's emotional uh, in, in, in terms of uh, the roller coaster ride that's been presented to us. And, and, and so sometimes you need some time to step away from that and think about how that happened. How can you change that in the future? And it's a lot harder to do um, in, in a live scenario in practice than it is maybe just some time to yourself. So I think we came back fresh. I think 
where we are mentally right now is a lot different than when we were prior to the shutdown. And, and so it, I think it is advantageous to us. Cool. Thanks, Travis. Travis, I'm not sure how much you can talk about this or um, what, but I, I was under the impression that some members in the athletic department, you know, had started to possibly get the vaccine. And I mean, obviously that's gotta be, um, if true that, you know, that, that has to be pretty exciting. I, I, I would assume. Um, yes and no, I, you know, I'm not hundred percent sure what that does. You know, I, I, I think the results of the vaccination um, will be more positive as more people in the country are vaccinated, right? And when it's a small percentage, um, I, I don't know how much that impacts everything. But, you know, for us, um, with the, the, the state of Montana, Missoula County, more specifically going into phase 1B, which is identifying minorities is a high risk, at high risk, um, I, I think that that was huge because I don't know when in my life, in my 50 years, I've experienced someone identifying minorities at risk and wanting to do something about that. And one of the stats that jumped out to me is that Native Americans or people of color, not Native American, if you add the totals in terms of the deaths from COVID in the state of Montana, it's 40%. And I don't know what percentage of the population that is, what, probably less than 10 so I, I think when you look at a, a county that wants to address that in terms of safety, um, it's a rarity. And, and so for the few guys that were able to go take advantage of that, I, I think that, yes, that is impactful in terms of where we are as a state and where we are as a county, um, as opposed to where we are as a country. Um, and so I'm grateful that the University of Montana has been able to play a role in that. Thank you. No questions, Sean. You just saw me, so you're out of. I, I, yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. I got a lot going on right now. Hopped on a little bit late, so I don't. I don't know what I missed or not. But guys are excited to play ball. We, you know, it's an opportunity. Every 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 game is an opportunity. I think for us, the biggest thing is when you find out everyone in our group's negative, everyone in their group's negative. We know we're playing, and and so there's also a level of excitement to get just to get through the Wednesday to get to that point. Um, so these guys are fired up about getting on the bus and going down and competing. Trav, I guess I'll ask, um, I, I just going back to like when I played and stuff, I remember like if, if there was like bad weather and we'd worried about the game getting canceled, like I'd have like an anxiety of like whether or not we're going to play. And that was kind of hard to deal with mentally. What is it? Was there, is there kind of been like the season, like that anxiety of like, man, I don't know if we're going to be able to play and things like that. Now that you've gone through it, does that kind of like, I don't know, ease the burden a little bit moving forward or, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think we had that earlier. You know, I, I, I think late November, early December was like that because the teams we were traveling to would test us the day of the morning of the game. And so you you didn't know. We, we'd be in walkthrough, shoot around, and still not sure we were going to play. So that anxiety was taking place. And then I think once we got into conference, we had a good stretch where none of our games had been canceled. So I think our guys started getting complacent about that. So to have that happen last week, um, I, I think it had a negative impact for a couple of days. The biggest thing really is, is isolation, more so than whether you're going to play a game or not. It's are we going to go into isolation? And, and, and because that has a, a much larger impact than a cancellation of a game. 
I'll ask you one more, Travis. I know that uh, a lot of times your guys get an opportunity to go play, quote unquote, back home. And uh, it's rare that there's an Oregon guy in your team. You haven't had a lot of Oregon guys, but now Cam Parker being an Oregon guy, I interviewed him the other day. I know he's excited. Obviously, nobody can really come watch him, but he said he's hoping his mom brings him a, a home cooked meal to the bus or something. So, I mean, but just him being a, getting a chance to play in Portland, what, what do you think? What do you hope that's like for him? Sometimes it's just being home. Um, I, I know, you know, when I used to play, anytime we popped into Seattle or even Portland, just in the Northwest in general, there was a level of confidence I had going into that game that was above and beyond any other game we ever played just because I was home. And, and so I hope that that is the feeling that Cam Parker has, is, is, is being in his home city, um, just breathing in that Northwest fresh air that he feels, you know, a little more energy, a little more confident going into the game, and we see the results of that. Change is constant, and nowhere is this truer than with your company's network and network security. With an intelligent SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you have a scalable network that quickly connects remote offices and protects your business from downtime. SD-WAN from Blackfoot. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Here we go now to Rangish Brothers RV phone line and welcome in. I guess we could call him a friend of the show, although this is an incredibly weird circumstance that we're in. Cam Parker, he's a junior guard for the University of Montana, and he's been on the show before, but I've never actually met this guy in person. But Cam, thanks so much for always taking time for us. I know that this is a weird time in everybody's lives, and we look forward to meeting you in person, but glad to have you back on the show. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. So first of all, let's talk the last time you were on the show. We were talking about you coming to Montana and uh, transferring from Sacred Heart and the, some of the things that you expected from from the Grizz program and what you liked about the Grizz program. And now that you've been here for, oh, half a season and played 15 games for Montana, how does it compare to what your expectations are like and how's things going for you? Uh, things have been going really well here, actually. Uh, I love the coaching staff here. I love all the players here. Uh, the facilities are really nice, even though we don't get to, you know, use all of them just because of COVID and stuff like that. But uh, everything's been really nice here so far. You know, the people and the uh, the staff and the students that I've gotten to meet uh, since over my time here at the school has been really nice. So I like it a lot. And it hasn't been a lot of snow. And a lot of people have been telling me that it's supposed to be snowing all the time. And I've kind of caught a break. So uh, I like it a lot out here, and it's really low-key and quiet, so it helps me stay focused is what I need to stay focused on. If you're worried about the winter, you definitely caught it at a good time because this has definitely <laughs> been one of the calmest winters we've had in Montana in quite some time. But you mentioned all the things that go along with the pandemic, and at this on this show we try to not talk about this so much because uh, I think everybody comes here to – get their minds off this stuff, have some fun, you know, just talk some sports. Right. But I'm so interested in the, just the mental aspect for athletes. Uh, how's it been? I mean, it, it must be in certain ways just mentally draining all the time. Uh, yeah, I would say it, it, it was pretty hard at first just because we would have to get COVID tested uh, almost every day of the week. And then, you know, as just being in college, and you're not really allowed, we're not allowed to go out and we're not allowed to really see people or go to parties and stuff like that and just you know being a transfer student from sacred heart those are kind of the things you look forward to like going to football games you know going out seeing new people 
you know, meeting new people and stuff like that. So uh, it was hard at first, but then you realize, like, hey, would you rather go out or would you rather, you know, sacrifice uh, a couple months to be able to play a whole season and play basketball? And then when you look at it like that, it's a lot easier just because basketball is number one and uh, you, you know, you're not trying to get people sick or anything like that. So uh, I've just been in my in my apartment just watching TV shows, doing homework, and then working out when we have practice and lift. But it has been a little weird just being the only people in the weight room or always having to get our temperatures uh, taken and always getting COVID tests. I think I've, I'm at my 60th COVID test right oh, now. Man. So, that, yeah. But it, it got a lot easier. I hated it the first 10, but – uh, the, these last these last 50 have been easy it's amazing 60 COVID tests unbelievable Are, anything yeah, good you're watching it have you gotten any, any good shows while you've just been chilling uh yeah I actually uh started watching uh your honor uh my parents uh told me about it it's on uh Showtime it's with uh Brian Cranston the dude from uh, Breaking Bad so oh, very I good, very that, cool. That, well, at least that, at this point, yeah. I, you know, I don't, I'm not one to advocate to watching TV that much, but at least there's a lot of good <laughs> stuff you can find on the Netflix and otherwise. Right. Camp Parker joined us. He's a guard for the University of Montana men's basketball team, and Montana has actually had quite a bit of time off. Uh, unfortunately, last weekend the rivalry games with Montana State called off, and so uh, sounds like no rescheduling on the horizon. But that's here nor there. Cam, is there any silver lining to the fact that you guys haven't played in a little while? I mean, have you guys been able to get some extra practice time in, or where do you think you guys are at as a team now, having not played since January 23rd? Uh, I think probably the silver lining in it would be that we just had a couple of days off, uh, you know, before we were able to practice again. So just having that time to rest your bodies and then, uh, you know, catch up on schoolwork if you're behind. Also, the semester just started, but uh, if anything, just a little bit more rest for our We've been traveling a lot, and those flights we have to wake up early for. So I'll, I'll probably say that. How about the, just the development of this team? It's been very interesting to watch. You guys brought a lot of new faces in. Uh, you have a lot of young players, a lot of guys that are new to the program. And it seemed like in the beginning of the year, particularly you know, the first 10, 12 games, a lot of things were in flux. Who, who's going to be playing what role, who's going to be in the starting lineup and all that. But it seems like you guys have turned a corner at least a little bit in that element. So, I mean, do you feel that? Do you feel like you guys are gaining more continuity, more chemistry now? Yeah, for for sure I would say that. And, you know, just, just buying into just winning and not caring about, you know, the stats or who gets what or, you know, what happens or who gets the accolades. And Coach Trav, you know, he preaches that it's a team thing. We all have to do it together. And, uh, in order to win championships, you know, one through 12 has to be locked in. It can't just be one through five. And then the other couple guys are mad that, you know, they're not getting the reps they want and stuff like that. But I, I would always say practice is competitive and we get along really well off the floor just because, uh, you know, we we all really have to hang out with each other because we're not really seen as students. So we're not allowed to go out or anything like that. So I would say this is probably the closest team I've been on uh, in high school at AAU and like that college just because of the circumstances and it really forces you to you know bond and get closer together and we have all new dudes so no one really knew each other besides you know the returners from last year so uh i i would say the camaraderie is getting better and you know we're we're really having a feel for how each other plays and stuff like that but uh, even even during the tough times, there was never really any arguing between like inside the locker room or anything like that. We're we're all really cool off the court, and 
if anyone has a problem with anything, you know, we'll we'll say it and no one will get back flashboard or anything like that. So I, I would say that's what I like the most about being on this team is everyone's just honest and we just do our work. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television. Cam Parker joining us on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. He's a guard for the Montana Grizzlies. And Cam, last time you guys took the court, Sacramento State, tough road trip. You guys have a great win on Thursday night and then a, uh, lose a heartbreaker in double OT. Uh, but you guys have lost so many games in close fashion in conference play. I think your five conference losses, you got a double overtime loss, you got a couple one-point losses, you got a couple losses at the horn. Uh, so, I mean, how, how do you how do you stay positive? And uh, do you feel like you guys are just, I mean, you're knocking on the door, you're getting pretty close here as we get now into the heart of Big Sky Conference play? Yeah, you know, we're really close, and those losses are heartbreaking because you play that whole game just to just to you know kind of lose on the final possession and the final couple possessions. So I would say that was hard for us at first, but it also uh, got us like together just because we did lose those close games. So it's really how we react and uh, get back after that. But I, I would say we're all close, and we all you know watch film uh, every Monday. Those film sessions have been hard, like those Monday film sessions have been hard, like just because we know that we're right there and the game was right there for us. But, I, you know, I'd rather – I never want to lose, but if I were to lose, I'd rather lose at the start of the season and see what we could work on versus that start losing at the end of the season and we're going in a downhill-like spiral. One thing that I'm told that I'm required to ask you is about transitioning <laughs> to the defensive end. I know that's a huge – uh, priority for drafts to cure, uh, but Cobb was telling me that uh, you might get a good chuckle out of uh, the way that they've been demanding of you to to really engage and and buckle down on your defensive side of the things. Uh, yeah, I mean, at first it, it was super hard, and it still is hard. Uh, but those first couple weeks, even those like first couple months when I got here, uh, they demanded a lot of me defensively, and practices were really hard and. Uh, you know, I thought they hated me for for a little while. I was like, "Hey, this is not what it sounded like on the on the recruiting call." But uh, they do a really good job at at keeping me like in pace or defense and knowing where to be and talking to each other and stuff like that. But definitely, those first couple of months with uh, Coach Cobb, Coach Flo, all the coaches, Coach Travis, especially that those were definitely the hardest. But I'm glad that I'm getting the hang of it right now, and uh, you know. I needed to step up my defense as well, so I'm glad that they stayed on me and uh, kept me accountable. Cam Parker joining us. He is a guard for the University of Montana men's basketball team. The last couple of questions for you, Cam. First of all, I know you grew up in, in Oregon. I know you, you played some time at Jesuit High School, powerhouse in Portland, but also then went to a prep school on the East Coast as well. But this week you guys are heading back to Portland. You guys are playing at Portland State both Thursday and Saturday. So for you, uh, I think you're the only Oregon guy on the roster. So what's it going to be like for you going home? Uh, it's going to be a little weird this time just because of COVID and everything. And, you know, I'm not allowed to go home. And uh, our parents can come see us. Like, we played USC, and we have a lot of California natives. And it was kind of weird just because their families would just come to the lobby and they would have their mask on. And, you know, they'd be talking to, you know, their sons. And I'm, just with everything, how COVID is, uh, I'm excited to go back home. But it's not going to be the same just because it's not really a crowd at Portland State. Like, people aren't allowed to come, and my family's not allowed to come. So 
it, it'll be cool to be in Portland, but I'm going to be a little sad that I can't go see my family or friends. I'm going to have to ask my mom to make me a home-cooked meal and just bring it over in, like, a little uh, Tupperware. For no doubt. You definitely got to get some of mom's there, cooking for sure. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cam, last question for you. Then Portland State, I mean, they're, uh, they they kind of play this sporadic style. They love to press. They love to put pressure on you. So as a guy that's going to have the ball in your hands quite a bit here as one of Montana's primary ball handlers and primary guards, what's the mental approach to getting ready for this Vikings defense? Um, I would say de- definitely staying disciplined, you know, definitely doing uh, using your ball face, not any crazy passes. Uh, this week we've been working a lot on uh, the press break and stuff like that, and I like that Coach Trav was a point guard, and, you know, he's seen the press before, and he knows kind of what to do. So he's able to give, you know, me, Brandon Whitney, uh, Robbie Beasley, Josh Vasquez, guys that handle the ball like that, a lot of tips uh, for how to break the press and stuff like that. So I feel more ready than, you know, nervous or, or worried about it. And I know their press is really good, but, you know, we trust uh, in Coach DeCure, and he's doing a really good job so far. So. Camp Parker, University of Montana men's basketball team. They play against Portland State on both Thursday and Saturday. Cam, we really appreciate the time. Best of luck, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure, even though you know I haven't been in the studio or met you yet. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Change is constant, and nowhere is this truer than with your company's network and network security. With an intelligent SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you have a scalable network that quickly connects remote offices and protects your business from downtime. SD-WAN from Blackfoot. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Welcome back. Juana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula, statewide, SWX Montana Television. Plowing through the Montana Basketball Hour. Riley Corcoran in studio with me, Coulter Duanez. And we got to get right to it because we got a guy that we can, I think we can call him a friend of the show now. He's probably made a half a dozen appearances on the show with us at this point. One of the longest tenured coaches in the Big Sky Conference. One of our favorite guys to talk to. We go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line and welcome in Randy Rays, the head coach for the Weber State Wildcats. His men's basketball team hosts Montana State this weekend. And coach, we appreciate you taking some time. How's things going down in Ogden? How you been? You know, we're hanging in there, Coulter. It's, uh, you know, obviously weird for everybody, but uh, it's kind of become new, uh, the new normal, as everybody says. But, you know, we're doing fine. We're just chugging along, trying to hopefully play the next game. That's kind of what you hope for, right? No question. And your, your team, you've gotten six in. You've had a couple canceled. We're not going to dwell on the things that haven't happened, just the things that have. So uh, now you're, you've won three in a row. You're playing pretty darn well these last couple weeks. What what sort of growth have you seen in your team, and, and how would you just evaluate overall where you're at, maybe compared to where you'd like to be at this point in the season? You know, I would say this. that we, we, uh, We're starting to get some rhythm finally. You know, we played a couple weekends in a row now, and, and that's kind of what we've been missing. You know, we played uh, before Christmas, and then after Christmas we had <clears throat> excuse me, we had Idaho State cancel and then uh, Eastern Washington cancel. And we played like three games in like five and a half weeks. And uh, we just couldn't get any rhythm going. And, you know, it was just, it was strange. You'd play a game and it felt weird and the kids felt weird. 
and now that we've been able to play a couple weekends in, in a row, it's been, it's helped get us some rhythm, get us some continuity, and we've learned more about our team now that, you know, the more you play, the more you learn about your team. But but I do like where we're at right now. I think we're, we're really uh, playing together well. Uh, we're sharing the ball. We're moving the ball. Our defense has uh, continued to grow and get better. And I think that just comes from playing more games because, you, you know, you can practice till you're blue in the face, but until you – get out on the court and actually play a game, you know, you don't get better. And so we're starting to see some improvement now. We're talking with Randy Ray, the winningest coach in Weber State history, as well as Big Sky Conference history, his 15th year at the helm. And we all know expectations, Coach. Weber State in Montana at the top of the list for the expectation of being towards the top of the league every single year. And so I guess my question for you is with losing great seniors with Jarek Harding, Cody John, and that stellar class from last year, what were your expectations coming into this year? We all know COVID and everything in between threw a wrench in it, but just as far as roster personnel and, and kind of re retooling your team with losing Jared Harding and Cody Jong, among others, uh, to try and um, get ready to go this year. What were your expectations entering it? Well, I, I felt good because we uh, we decided to change our roster over, and uh, we we needed to get older. Uh, we just needed to get older. We needed to get bigger. We needed to get better in the post. We needed more, you know, better basketball players. To be honest with you, we weren't very good last year. And a lot of it is we had some injuries and our younger players had to be counted on and our younger guys weren't ready to play. And so I just decided we're going to go out and we're going to, we kind of jumped into the transfer market and brought in some older kids. Um, and we decided to, to, to make the changes we thought we needed to make. And, and uh, I like this. I like these guys. We are older. We're more mature. Uh, we're bigger. Uh, we're a little longer. Um, we got guys, more guys that are just all around, you know, better basketball players than we had. And, and uh, the key to the thing was just now that you got, we had nine new guys this year, uh, was to get them on the same page and playing together and playing for each other. Um, and that, that took a little while. And uh, we got great kids. They're great kids. I really, I, I love coaching them. They're, they're high character. They're tough. They're competitive. Um but we kind of, kind of got over the last couple of weeks. I felt like we've gotten to the point now where guys are really starting to trust each other, and uh, you know we've had some more guys scoring in double figures. The ball's moving. Uh, our assists have gone up. Defensively, we're starting to kind of get tuned with each other. So it just takes a while, you know. And with COVID and everything, and not having as many games, it took us. It, it's taken us a little longer. But I feel like we're we're in the right. We're on the right path now to continue and to make those improvements. Montana Basketball Hour, presented by Stockman Bank of Montana, Randy Ray joining us. He's the head coach for Weber State. And, Coach, you mentioned uh, hitting the transfer market, and the, the transfer phenomenon in Division One men's college basketball has been so profound. I know it's been controversial. There's some plus sides and some minus sides to the whole thing. But for you, your program, you've done such a great job of recruiting guys, particularly out of high school and develop, developing them at such a high level. And I know that you guys have produced some of the, the best guys that have come through the league, guys that blossomed into all-time great players. They'll never be forgotten in this league. So what's that process been like for you? What's the learning curve been like kind of addressing the fact that, you know, maybe this day and age you kind of are required. You almost have to hit the transfer portal. It's you're kind of just on the outside looking in. Yeah, you know, that's such a great point. It's it's changed. The landscape has changed. And, you know, what we found – through the last, and we've always, you know, in the past, we've taken, like you mentioned, high school players, developed them, brought them through our program, and then they turn out, you know, hopefully to be good players. And 
that type of thing. And then what we found out, though, in the last two to three years, by playing a few younger guys, maybe a few more, a couple freshmen, a few sophomores, the rest of the league was getting old. And they were playing with seniors and juniors. And they were getting into the transfer market. And it was hurting us a little bit, especially if you have a couple injuries to your older guys. Um, so we kind of took the plunge, to be honest with you. And, and uh, we just decided to make that commitment to it. Uh, you know, the day, you know, you talk to a lot of people this day and age, and the key to winning college basketball games is getting old and staying old. Uh, because the transfer portal has, has turned everybody into getting old and staying old. So it's kind of like, hey, you might want to keep up with that, and we decided to do it. Now, we we won't totally abandon taking good freshmen. You know, if we find good ones, we'll still do it, but but we will balance it out by by diving into the portal and uh, getting the right kids. And you can there's so many of them in there, you can still find the right guys that fit your culture. And so we got to be careful with that. But uh, but we felt like we did that with this this year and, and we're going to continue to, to dive in there and, and uh, like I say you just you just got to stay old it's funny because you you look at the Kentuckys and the Dukes right now right and they got all these blue star or five star guys and blue chip players and they're really talented but they're having a little trouble having success right now because the other teams are playing in their league and everybody's older and uh, I heard uh, Coach Krzyzewski say about three weeks ago that they're thinking about changing their, their uh, you know, process and maybe going into the portal because even though they got great young players, they're still young. And when you're playing against old guys night in and night out, experience usually wins it out. It's pretty amazing, too, just to see the landscape, how it has changed. Talk with Randy Ray, head coach of Weber State, winning his coach in Big Sky Conference history. Winners of six of their last seven games, just one loss in the entire month of January. And, Coach, you're the perfect person to ask this question. How would you say that the Big Sky Conference has maybe changed over the last couple of years, not only with personnel, with this transfer market and everything in between, but maybe just compare the competitiveness, the, the league, the parity, everything in between of the last couple of years and where this year kind of ranks in that category? Well, I think it's right there, to be honest with you. It's this thing, you know, our league has gotten very, very competitive and very even throughout the last, you know, I could tell throughout the last probably five to seven years. Uh, and I do think a lot of it's due to a lot of these teams, you know, you get new coaches taking over and, and they're taking transfers, they're taking junior college kids, they're you know, a lot of programs in our league have a hard time getting really good high school players to come in because of maybe where they're at or whatever uh, they're located or whatever. And I think throughout my years, the last five to six years, I've really seen a difference in more transfers being taken, more junior college players being taken, and that results in teams being older. And I think that has you know, resulted in teams with more parity. Um, you know, you look at teams throughout the, you know, Southern Utah came in and, and Todd went down there and he started taking transfers and they got pretty good and older. And you can go throughout the, the, the course of almost every program. I think it's been a big, uh, a big push for, for bringing in older kids with more experience. And because of that, when you get more teams that have those older experienced guys, you're going to have more parity, you know? And uh, I've always said talent level is not the, the difference between talent level in our league anymore is very, very small. Um, so I've seen it over the last five to six years. It's become an older league, more experienced league, and, and top to bottom. And uh, teams that you might say were 
typically towards the bottom of the league or moving up because they've gotten older guys and, and got into the transfer to junior, junior college players. Montana Basketball Hour presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Hey, Coach, on that note, then, you guys host Montana State on Thursday and Saturday. And Danny Sprinkle in year two, look at his starting lineup, and four out of the five guys are guys that have been brought in as transfers over the last couple of years, including his outstanding senior backcourt of uh, Amin Adamu and Xavier Bishop, but also Jabril Bella, one of the best big guys in the league. He's a transfer as well, as is uh, Abdul Muhammad, who's a grad transfer. So, uh, But just your overall scout on, on Montana State, what have you thought of what the Bobcats have put together so far, the only team without a league loss? Well, I, I really like the team. You know, I, I think they've got to be kind of all the pieces. When I look at them, the pieces work. You know, they've got a really good dynamic point guard in the Bishop kid. They got a dynamic wing in Adamu. Um, they got a shooter, you know, another shooter at the wing, uh, the freshman kid, and another kid off the bench. Uh, they got a four man that's athletic and long. And they got a five man that's, like you said, he's one of the best big guys in the league. And he's, he's a dynamic big guy. So their pieces, to me, they just fit how they want to play. And, and they are long, they are athletic, they are aggressive. And they got a nice combination of skill, athleticism, and shooting. And then when you put a big guy in there, you know, that you can throw the ball to as a bailout guy anytime you need it, yeah, it makes for a good team. And they've got a good team. And, uh, and again, they're, they're experienced. You can tell they – they play with experience, you know. They get down, they don't. They just keep fighting. They come back on you. So, uh, I like the team a lot. Danny's done a really nice job putting this one together. Certainly, the matchup of the weekend: Weber State and Montana State, two teams in the top four of the league standings. And coach, it's a good time, at least, kind of halfway through the conference season, to have a gauge on the identity of your team. And I, I'm curious what you feel the identity of your team is this year. I look at it initially and see. I mean, you have the top scoring offense in the league, but the word that comes to my mind is balance. I mean, last year was pretty much a given that Cody John or Jarek Harding was going to lead your team in scoring. You went through a stretch here just recently in the last month where you had five straight games with a different leading score. So balance comes to mind for me, but what else would you say maybe the identity of this year's group is that you have? Yeah, that's what we, we intended to be when we came into the season was, you know, my goal was to have four to five guys in double figures or as much or as close to that as you could get. And that comes from sharing the ball and trusting each other. And, and we're, we're starting to really get that now. And that's been a part of it. But, you know, we've always tried to been down here. We've kind of based our program on defense and rebounding and, and I've been I've been starting to get more excited about us defensively. We're starting to, to kind of get an identity defensively that we're we're pretty physical. We got good size. We got some guys that are aggressive and, and fairly athletic. So we try to be a little bit disruptive, and we've got pretty good length when we do it. And so, to me, I've always wanted our identity to be you know we're going to be a tough, we're going to be physical, we're going to be highly competitive and play hard. And we're starting to get that on the defensive end right now. And, and, and even rebounding, we've been starting to rebound the ball a lot better. So that's kind of what, you know, we've always tried to be down here. And it's starting to come together. It's not there yet, but we're getting closer, you know, the more games we play. And um, so hopefully that's what it continues to be. Defense is, you know, in my mind, defense and rebounding wins games. And, and we've got to continue to strive to be a really good defensive team. Ray, Ray, joining us, and we'll get you out of here on this, Coach. In your mind, what are the keys? What, what are you looking for your team in terms of the growth you want to see this weekend, and, and what, will be the, what will be the keys to hand in Montana State their first conference losses? Well, I think it's always, you know, the key for us is always how well we defend, you know, and they've got a lot of weapons, and so we've got our hands full with that. 
But uh, we've got to lock in on personnel and know who's doing what. we got to keep this team out of transition. They're very fast. Uh, the Bishop kid is extremely dynamic. So is Adamu. The big kids, they can all run. Uh, we just can't allow easy baskets. we got to do a great job in transition. We've got to make sure we keep them off the offensive boards and not give them easy baskets on under OB plays and so forth. So if we can, you know, if we can limit them to, to making them work, our whole goal is they got to work for everything they get and make it tough. And, and if we can do that, it should be a good ball game. But uh, uh, to me, that's always kind of the biggest key. And then offensively, they're really good defensively. Um, they're, they are long. They are athletic. they got a good scheme. And so we've got to really move that ball side to side. We've got to make them go guard on the second side, make them guard on the third side. And then we've got to, you know, our motto here is the, the go-to guy is the open guy. And then we've got to find the open guy and trust it. And, uh, and hopefully we'll do that this weekend. Ray Ray, longest tenured head coach of the Big Sky Conference. Weber State hosts Montana State Thursday and Saturday, 7 p.m. tip, Thursday noon, Saturday. You can find it on Pluto TV. Coach, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for taking some time. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll talk to you next week because I hear you might be coming to Montana. So either way, uh, best of luck this weekend, and we always appreciate having you. Hey, guys, I just hope we play the next game. That's all. You know, regardless of what happens, we just want to keep playing games. I think every coach is in that boat right now. So we'll knock on wood and keep our fingers crossed that we'll be able to get up there in, in a couple weeks. Change is constant, and nowhere is this truer than with your company's network and network security. With an intelligent SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you have a scalable network that quickly connects remote offices and protects your business from downtime. SD-WAN from Blackfoot. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. We go now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line as we do each and every week for a weekly segment with Montana State second-year head Ben's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle. And, Coach, we've talked to you every week, but we haven't actually got to watch your team play for a little while. Last week, the unfortunate cancellations of the rivalry games with the University of Montana. But is there any silver lining here? Did you get some extra practice time in? I mean, how's your team doing? Uh, they're doing good. You know, we, we did get a couple of days. I gave them a couple of days off because they were pretty, you know, they were pretty disappointed and I knew we weren't going to get much out of them mentally. And so, you know, it was, took a couple of days off and then we got back after it. And uh, we know we got to, you know, we had to turn the page really quick because we got a super talented Weber State team uh, that's got a bunch of new guys and they are, they're good, they're big, they're athletic, they're physical. And, and uh, you know, we definitely got our work cut out for us. No use dwelling on the past, so we won't even talk about any of the cancellations. We're here to make yeah. people happy, keep them entertained. <laughs> That's so right. let's talk about all the things that are going to happen. And you mentioned Weber State. You start with Weber State. You go to Ogden this weekend, and it seems like Weber, to me, looks a lot different than they did the last couple of years, and that's mainly because the main man who had the ball in his hands for pretty much the duration of the last three seasons and Jerry Harding is no longer there. When you look at Weber State, how do they look different to you, Coach? Yeah, I mean, they're completely different. Obviously, I only saw them last year. And, uh, I mean, I want to say, you know, they got like nine new players. You know, they, they had, you know, they they flipped their roster and uh, their assistant coaches did an unbelievable job of it. You know, you look at their five leading scores are five brand new players. And, uh, you know, so they, 
they hit the recruiting trail and they brought in some big transfers uh, that can really score it. And they got grown men bodies. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a whole different team than it was than Weber State was last year. The leading scorer, Isaiah Brown, is one of the leading scorers in the Big Sky Conference. He's averaging 18.5 points per game. He's a transfer from Northwestern. I know that he had a lot of ties from around the region. He's a guy that's from Seattle. I know that he was in the mix to maybe come to Montana for a minute, but he lands at Weaver State with Randy Ray, and uh, he's been doing it in a lot of different ways. But, Coach, just give us the breakdown. What's the scout on Isaiah Brown? Yeah, he, he's super aggressive with the ball. Uh, he can really, really shoot it. He, you know, he's just he, – he's like a lot of the good guards in this league. Like, he's just he, – always got the ball in his hand so he's coming off ball screens he can catch and shoot he can hit step backs you know he's he's one of those guys who's going to take a lot of shots and you have to you have to hope that he's missing them you know you got to try and make it as tough as possible on him and make him take tough contested jump shots and and hope they don't go in <laughs> you know because he's he, he's that good obviously you know he's averaging almost 18 a game on the year and you know i mean he's taking almost you know almost 40 more shots than kind of their next leading shot taker and so he's definitely a key um, but he is hard to guard because he's got the ball in his hands. And so, um, you know, it's not like he's a, a straight wing where, you know, you can deny him at times or, you know, limit his touches, you know, because he's just – he's that good of a player. Zayer Porter, the other one that's really been lighting it up, uh, he's, he's been having a great season so far for Weber as well, coming in about 15 points per game in conference play. So how do those two guys complement each other, Coach, and what do you think of the matchup with your outstanding backcourt led by Xavier Bishop and, and Amin Adamu uh, going against these guys that are among one of the best backcourts in the league as well? Yeah, I mean, uh, Zaire has been – he's been terrific. You know, he's really, really shooting the ball, uh, you know, well, almost shooting 50% from three on the year. 86 from the free throw line and so he and he's kind of added a kind of a long athletic wing uh to their group you know and he's all he's another guy who's always in attack mode you know sometimes you think he's taking a crazy shot but he makes them and uh you know so he he's dangerous and they're they're playing really fast you know i mean they're you know i think they're top 10 in the country in scoring and uh you know a lot it's a big portion of that is is their two guards you know and matching up with them two you know, it's going to be a challenge for our guys. You know, I mean, they're they're bigger uh, than our two guys, and and uh, you know, I mean, we gotta we gotta find ways to, you know, create some offense with you know Xavier and Almond. You know, with those guys guard, we need to make those guys guard too. You know, as good as they are offensively, you know, they're they're solid defensive players too, and we need to we need to make them work and and uh, hopefully get those two in foul trouble. Dave Sprinkle joining us. He's the head coach for the Montana State men's basketball team. His team is in Ogden, Utah, to take on the Weber State Wildcats. And Coach Randy Ray has been at Weber State for uh, a really long time, pretty much the duration of my time covering the league, and I'm getting to be old now. So Coach Ray, he's definitely uh, one of the longest tenured coaches, not just in the Big Sky, but in the West. How would you just describe the program Weber State runs? It seems like every time you go watch Weber State, they're they're crisp, they execute well, they're well coached. How, why is that? Or I guess how would you just describe the, the way that they operate? That's just that's just who Randy is. You know, he's he's a no nonsense. You know, this is how we're going to do it, and this is how we're going to win. And his track record proves it. From when he was an assistant coach, whether he's at Colorado State, whether he's at Utah State, when they were rolling to the head coach at Weber, you know, and that's why, you know, a lot of other division one schools have reached out and tried to, tried to hire him, you know, cause he's, he's that good of a coach. And, uh, 
you know, obviously he's done a tremendous job and been super successful in his time at Weber State. You know, you look at it, though, like they've recruited really well, you know, and that's 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 the main key. Like, he always has really, really good players, and he gets those players to play tough, to play physical, to make winning plays. And, you know, offensively, they're always a problem to guard. You know, they, you know whether it's Jarek Harding, Cody John, Damian Lillard, like you can go down the list. Um, you know, he's just, he's always got really good guards, but they defend and rebound. You know, they always defend and rebound, no matter who he has, no matter how talented they are, and that's why they're successful. Questions about going on the road and, and home court advantage, all those things are, are distinctly different this year, but I do think that there's a certain element of it because the travel is so much more tenuous now just with the, the state, state of affairs around the world. But also you're going to be playing in an arena that normally has thousands and thousands and thousands of fans in it. It's not only They're not only one of the great drawers in the entire league, but also playing perhaps the biggest arena in the Big Sky Conference. But this time around, not going to be very many people there. So what do you expect that dynamic to be like, Coach, just adjusting to playing uh, on Weber State's home court? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm going to miss their fans. I love going to Weber. I did as a player, I, you know, even last year. You know, Now, the one thing I, I will miss a lot is, they have a super fan named Justin Woodland who's tremendous because he just harasses you the whole game. He sits right behind the opponent's bench, and you know, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna miss him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up at the game. So, but he'll uh, fight his way uh, in for sure. Tremendous, exactly, but they have a tremendous home court advantage down there. It's a, it's a tremendous arena, and uh, you know it, it's a typical Big Sky environment too. I mean, it's like going to Montana. You know, like you know that that's what's fun about you know this league. Coach, we get you out of here on this. What are the keys this weekend for your team? What sort of improvements do you hope to see? And what will be the keys if you guys are to, to remain undefeated in a Big Sky Conference play? Yeah, we got to be really solid with the ball. We got to limit our turnovers. We got to we got to take good shots, and we need to we need to make them guard. You know, we we do need to make it a possession game. Uh, they are a high octane offense, and if you let them get steals and get easy points in transition, you know you're going to be in for a long night. And so we got to. We got we got to make our defense better by our offense being good and uh, and being solid with the ball and so and then it comes down to you know the last couple of minutes you know you you got to make some shots you got to make some big plays and get some stops and and uh, you know hopefully we're able to do that on Thursday. He's Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach. He joins us each week on Nuanez Now and Coach. Best of luck, safe travels, and we'll catch up with you next week. You got it, buddy. Thanks, man. Good seeing you. Change is constant, and nowhere is this truer than with your company's network and network security. With an intelligent SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you have a scalable network that quickly connects remote offices and protects your business from downtime. SD-WAN from Blackfoot. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more.